As the years have progressed, the idea of never carrying cash is becoming more and more relevant. When you truly think about it, why would you? You've got PayPal and Zelle and so many others that exist. As we've progressed to this completely digital currency society, the law has finally started to catch up to us. No matter what your current thoughts are about this new law that's coming out, there's a chance that everything you've heard could actually be a lie. So bear with me. Today, I want to uncover the facts and the myths as you try to decide if using cash applications is something you still want to pursue for their convenience. Let's jump in so you can hear the truth. Welcome to the Financial Mirror. Financial Mirror. Where future success is reflected in our knowledge of fixing the one thing we can control ourselves. Hey, how's it going? Hopefully everyone is having a pretty, pretty good weekend. This has been a fun, fun past few weeks for for me. Uh, I've truly enjoyed doing the retirement stream. I think that it was a stream that more people got something out of than I truly expected. I uh, didn't really think that it was going to be as big of a stream as it was. It did turn out to be a complete retirement series. I had no intention of it ever becoming that, but it it was, and it turned out to be a, a magical success. So if you were able to t- tune in, I'm glad. And if you missed it, well, time for you to go in and enjoy it. But more importantly, it was a great series, and I'm happy that I was able to do it. Uh, Missed my whole intro, so uh, thank you for joining today, The Financial Mirror, as we work on improving the one thing that we can control ourselves. If this is your first time joining in, don't forget to hit that subscribe on YouTube, click, click, and that will give you a little notification every time that a new video is released. If you are listening to this on a podcast platform of your choice, uh, go ahead and hit that subscribe, leave that five-star review, and a written comment as both of those go a long ways in getting this information out there to more and more listeners. So thank you. Thank you for joining. I could not be happier to just bring in you another episode of some financial topics that uh, we don't always get to get to hear about and really dig into. Uh, this is one of those those current events topics that I've been hearing a lot of rumbling about. Uh, and I think that it's it's something that is totally necessary and totally needs to be addressed. So uh, that's that's what we're covering today for me and catching you up. So we've we've moved, we've gotten out of Hawaii for any longtime listeners that we've got. We are finally uh, closing on a house out here in Idaho, and we are really looking forward to it. On, that's all the good stuff, right? That's all the all the great things is, is that. Um, but on the negative side, we we all came down with COVID. So uh, we've been battling that over the past past you know week or so. And, and it's been a pleasure, I guess, to finally get to, to really go toe-to-toe with COVID. But uh, nonetheless, we are pulling through strong and it's been something that has taken a lot out of me. Uh, it's taken a lot out of, uh, everyone in, in the household. So it's, it's definitely not been fun by any means, but all of that's to say that it has come to an end ish for the most part, but that's that. 
So thank you. Uh, so if my voice cracks or, you know, crumbles during this stream, apologies for that. Just apologies for, for anything that goes wrong during this stream. I have no idea what's what's going to come out of how my voice is going to hold up or anything. So we shall see. All right. So for this week, I am making this episode about something, like I said, I've heard people asking questions about and I don't really think that everyone has a real good grasp and understanding of what exactly this is. So I thought, what better way than to absolutely me create an episode that can bring some information to it. But it is, I think it's important that we all get to the bottom of it, right? Because everyone is using it a maybe frequently, uh, some maybe more rare than others, right? But we're all using some type of like cash application to do some type of money transfer between people. And whether you are a rare or frequent user of apps like Venmo and Cash App and PayPal and Zelle and so many others that are out there, you could be potentially impacted by this. Um, and you should understand that the law, like what it actually says about the money you receive from these apps, right? That's the part that I want to make sure that I really get out there to everyone is what the law actually states, not what what all your friends and coworkers and family members have told you, but what the law actually states, because that really does matter. It really does matter. So with all that being said, I think that it's very important that we do talk about this, and I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what the law actually says. Hey, if you're enjoying the podcast today and you have a genius idea that you want to share with the world, Anchor is going to be the easiest way for you to make that podcast a reality. First, it's free. When you're thinking about your finances, free is always good. Second, save your money. You really don't need professional software to get started. Anchor's tools help you create and then edit that podcast right from your mobile phone or computer. Anchor's then going to help you by distributing that podcast to all the major podcast applications, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. You can then easily make money for your podcast. No minimum listenership is required. So Anchor, obviously, is everything that you need to make your podcast dream come true. I use Anchor to distribute out my podcast, and so should you. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Once again, don't wait. Do it today. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor, that's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. So, uh, first up... What law is this? Maybe I've totally blindsided you. Maybe you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I just turned this on because it said something about you debunking something. And I just wanted to see what was debunked. All right, I got you. So without further ado, the first thing is that, so in March 2021, President Biden signed in to, to law this American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. Uh, what this did was, provided on what it was sold on was the fact of it was going to provide COVID relief for so many people. It was going to provide, you know, tons of COVID relief, not just like stimulus checks, that type of thing, but it was going to do, I think this is the one that actually even brought in like, like the eviction, the eviction uh, prevention, right? So you couldn't be evicted for not paying rent and like things like that, right? It was going to be this huge package that was going to help people get through COVID for people that are may not, that may not have been as financially prepared or had many things come up throughout COVID that, that could have, 
you know, affected their finances in some, you know, different capacity. So one of the things that also got, you know, add to this, because as with every bill that's signed into law, it they always add extra stuff to it, right? Like it's never just like, oh, I thought we were just getting COVID relief. No, 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 no. You're going to get COVID relief and this other stuff that we just real slot in there. You know, it just normally it's it gets its own bill, but you know, this 1099K change is uh, it didn't deserve its own bill, I guess. I guess we were just going to sneak it in with the American Rescue Plan Act of 2021. So it, that's what happened. So this is where this whole like rumor mill started was that this was going to get enacted. We were going to all of a sudden have this 1099K change. And that sort of, once that once that conversation happened, more and more people didn't really read into the law and what the law said, more or less just took it at what they were hearing. And that's the part that is a little bit more deceptive because it's what you actually think it means, it doesn't mean. And once I started hearing that and I heard all the rumblings, I decided that, you know what, I need to make an episode on this. And that's that's how we got here. But while there are many opinions out there about it, and what the new law means. Today, I want to help eliminate the confusion. Uh, I want to go over the facts. I want to go over the myths that are out there. And I want to help you understand what all this means. I really want to break it down to you, you know, super easy, super, you know, easy to follow, easy to explain so that you can ensure that you're on the right track for any of this as it, as it comes up for you. So once we've gone through this, you hopefully will have complete clarity on how all all of this works and how you are possibly or not possibly uh, impacted from this. So let's go ahead and get started. So first up, the myth that I think is the one that so many people really dove into, right? I think so many people looked at it and was like, okay, well, if I use PayPal or Venmo or whoever and all I'm doing is sending sending my friend some money because, you know, we made this deal and we're going to uh, split our rent or whatever, right? I'm going to pay taxes on that. Well, lucky for you, that's false. You don't. You don't have to pay taxes on the the money that you receive from a friend just because they sent you some money. If you didn't, you know, produce a good or provide a service, you're not going to pay taxes on that. And that's the part that we really want to drive home here, right? Like we really want to drive that home because myth one that's out there, if my friend sends me money, I pay taxes on it. And that's not the case. Totally not the case. And I don't want you to think it is. So that's the first myth. And and uh, that's the one I wanted to hit first because so many people really thought that that's a, an actual issue that, that they were going to run into. So don't worry about that. That's not the case. And you don't have to worry about it. It's it's not going to happen for you. So that does go to myth number two. It kind of leads right into it. If me and my friends split the cost of dinner by me paying them back, you know, half the bill, I'm going to have to pay taxes on the money that they pay me back half for, right? Well, that's not true either. And the, this was this was one that the more the more I thought about it, I was like, man, uh, this is one that that is going to really impact a lot of people because if I pay the bill and uh, you're just paying me back half and all of a sudden you pay me back half and, and, and that money I receive 
if I have to pay income on it, like I'm never paying the bill, right? If I have to pay income tax on that money, I'm never paying the bill. I'm going to always be like, no, 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 you got it. You got it. You pay the bill. I'll, I'll send you the half, right? Cause, cause I don't want to pay the income tax on the money, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's totally a myth. It's not something that is viable. If you, you know, if you and you and your, your friend, y'all want to go have, you know, wings and beer or whatever. And one of you pay the bill all with the plan that, that you're going to split it and you Venmo your friend back the money. Cool. No problem. Notate that. Say, Hey, beer and wings, uh, paying half the bill, splitting the cost, whatever. Notate that. And then all of a sudden everything is lovely. You don't pay income tax on it. So, so that is a myth. Don't think that that's true. If you hear that, you know, go ahead and debunk that one to anybody that's saying that you don't have to pay income tax when you're splitting a bill. So go splurge and split your bills and split your rent and split all these things because uh, there is no chance of you paying income tax on that. So myth number three, if I receive a cash gift, I will pay taxes on it. Nope. Not, not the case. If you receive a cash gift, enjoy your cash gift. Enjoy whatever it is you're going to spend that money on. That's that's what you can enjoy because uh, you're not going to pay income tax on a cash gift. If if auntie and uncle want to provide you a gift, uh, we've like I said at the very beginning of this, we've moved into a more digital currency of a society, and the more that we've moved into that, it's becoming a lot a lot. M- more relevant, I guess, uh, or, you know, it's definitely happening more often where people are sending cash gifts through these different applications, right? Like, you know, I don't have to, if I want to send you a card in the mail and I don't want to throw 20 bucks in the card and, and ship it through the mail and it get lost and now all of a sudden the cash is gone, I can replace the card and I can replace the cash, but I did lose $20. So it's one of those things. Like, what if I just want to send it to you virtually, like digital currency, right? Uh, it's becoming a lot more common. So if that happens, if you receive a gift, you don't have to report that as as income, right? It was a gift. You received a, a gift from someone. They sent you money through this this application. You don't have to pay taxes on that. So don't think that that's going to be a burden on you. Just just know that, that that's totally okay. It just needs to be you know documented in that way. And I'm going to talk more about the documentation at the end of this. Just keep that in mind that you don't have to, to worry so much about um, when people are sending you gifts or, or when, you know, auntie and uncle want to give you, give you some money and they do it, you know, virtually don't think you're going to pay income tax on it. Don't worry about that. So myth number four, these apps are going to report my income that I receive as self-employed income. Okay. Uh, this is true and not true. It's a, it's a myth, but I want to show you why, what I said is a myth. So the apps will report the income I receive as self-employed income. Everything I've told you that is not going to be, you know, is not going to be put as so, uh, as income that is not going to have to receive an income tax, all these myths like splitting bills or going through and sending your friend, your friend some money or receiving a cash gift. None of those things are going to get added as, as self-employed income. These apps are going to show self or self-employed income if other criteria is met, but straight up off of what I've told you so far off of these myths, None of this is going to get reported as self-employed income. And that's the part that we've really got to think about, 
when it comes to, to this piece. So that moves us into our facts. So if, if everything I've covered so far is like, you're like, well, duh. I mean, it's all of these things and it's this makes sense or maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully the, every, what I'm saying is everything that you've heard and you're now realizing everything you've heard is not correct. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, that's what the the whole goal of this was, uh, because a lot of those things that I just covered as myths, so many people think of as a fact. And that's that's obviously not the case. So what are the facts? We have this new 1099K change. You know, the American Rescue Plan Act 2021 was signed. What are these new the changes? Like, what are the facts? Right. And that's the part that I want to cover. So fact number one, I will receive a 1099K if I made over $600 for goods and services. You can see right here on the screen, if you're watching this, if you're on the podcast, I'm going to read it off. A good is any product that can be bought or sold, used to satisfy wants and needs. This can be car, cell phones, clothing. These are all goods. A service is any work for labor someone does in exchange for payment, haircuts, home repairs, and you know concerts, etc. All these are services. These, if you run a business and you make over $600 a year providing either a good or a service, you will pay income tax on it. And I think that's the, the kicker here. So many people, uh, when they think about it, maybe they, they do have a business that they run, right? They have a business and they make money with the business and all these things. This is where this whole entire law change does affect some people. Doesn't affect all, but does affect some. So this used to be twenty thousand. Uh, now it's six hundred dollars. So huge change in the the shift that happened. But all in all, it's it's still six hundred dollars of goods and services, and you will get a ten ninety nine k. You'll pay income tax on that money, only the six hundred dollars or more, right? So if if you don't receive if you receive five hundred and fifty dollars for goods and services, they're not going to produce you a ten ninety nine k. But if you do receive six hundred, you will receive a ten ninety nine k from one of these applications and pay taxes on it. So they the next fact that and it sort of ties into this, right, is that there is no limit on the number of transactions, right? No limits. Used to if you didn't have a minimum of two hundred transactions, you wouldn't this wouldn't be applicable, right? That's no longer the case. If you make six hundred dollars, this goes back to number one. If you make six hundred dollars and you have one transaction, you're going to get a ten ninety nine k. If you make six hundred dollars and you have three hundred transactions, right, you're going to get ten ninety nine k. So that's the biggest thing here. Used to there was the two hundred dollar minimum or two hundred excuse me two hundred transaction minimum, and that's no longer the case. It doesn't matter how many transactions you do. You will receive a 1099K for those transactions at the at the conclusion of the year. And that's important to remember because if you're used to the old practice, the old law, you're probably like, oh, well, as long as I don't do 200, you know, transactions, I'm good. No, not anymore. They, they scrap that because 200 transactions for 600 bucks is interesting. Let's look at how. Uh, oh, I missed my last one. Oh, fact three, right? Fact three. Anything that shows up at goods or services will be taxed. Like that's a fact. This is true and it needs to be addressed. And this is kind of where I'm going to wrap all this up and tie all this together for you. This is true. 
And if you are a business account and you use your business, if you you know if you have a personal account and you use your personal account also for business, you have to label what is being sold for goods and services. You need to be very uh, specific on what it is that you are receiving that money for. So if you're providing a good or service, you know have that person that's sending you the money document that. If you're not providing the good or service, it should that should be documented as well. And that's the part that I'm going to wrap this up with because I want to make sure that so many people have the information that they need to ensure that when this whole first, because this is the first year of this going out, 2022. So 2021, this was signed, was not applicable until tax year 2022. So that's that's a big change for, for where we're headed, right? So you can see that this law is totally misunderstood, right? Like from the beginning, totally misunderstood. So many people got so many so much wrong when they were thinking about it, when they were um, trying to come up with how this would impact them or starting rumors, whatever. So the that's a that's a big difference, right? So hopefully this episode really helped eliminate a lot of that. Hopefully it really brought, you know, some truth that would seem to be missing from so many people when they were when they were thinking about it. But it's it all in all it's extremely necessary uh, to understand what the truth behind this actually is. So I hope that hope that you were able to get that. Here's the important thing. And like I said, I wanted to wrap this up and I wanted you to know what you can do to best prepare yourself. The important thing to do is, first off, when you are receiving money on these applications, is to make sure that you document exactly what it is that you're receiving this money for. If someone's paying you back for dinner, like splitting it, let them put that. Don't, and and I'm not saying, I'm not the tax expert, right? I'm not going to sit here and tell you exactly the way that the IRS is going to look at and determine what it is that is on this 1099k. I'm not, I'm not telling you that PayPal and Venmo are not going to have this perfect algorithm that's going to be able to differentiate the two. Uh, What I am telling you is that there's a lot of human error that comes with it. And I want to ensure that you have put every piece of your effort to try to eliminate the need for that human error. So if someone's paying you back, put that they're paying you back for dinner. Have them when they're sending you the money, you know, paying half of my bill. Like be very particular with your friends instead of putting like little cute emojis on your uh, Venmo transactions. You know, be specific on on what it is that you're receiving this money because if for whatever reason this is this comes across as being a a good or a service, there's a chance it's your word against theirs. I'm not saying that there's not some kind of there's not some opportunity for you to to go in and and you know say hey well that's not that's not a good or service like that was a, a a splitting of a of a bill. I've never provided you know a good or service or maybe I've never provided a good or service to that individual or whatever. When you're thinking about it, that's that's what that's the kind of detail, that's the level of detail that that you really need to be thinking about this because if if someone is putting it on there and it's, you know, up for interpretation, there's a, there's a chance that that it is misinterpreted. Uh, so my recommendation is first off, like I said, be very specific on on what you're receiving money for. Have people be very specific on what they're sending you money for. Uh, and then the other thing is if you are running a business, if you are doing personal, you have a personal account and a business account, and you're currently sharing them. My advice is to to split them, split them apart, and and go ahead say you know what I'm going to process all business transactions on this business account. 
I'm going to process all personal transactions on this personal account. And I'm going that route. If I'm you, I'm going that route. I'm taking that approach because I think that's what really needs to be done for the for that human piece to come out of it, right? Uh, so go ahead and split those. And that is a huge advantage to you so that when it's time to actually do that auditing by these different companies to provide who's going to provide a 1099K for what, at least your account's already split. You know, okay, I did all my personal stuff in that personal account, all my business in the business account. And that's, I mean, that's kind of it, right? That's where I think you will be in the best chance for this to all all not affect you, right? The things that need to be taxed will be taxed in that sense. And the things that don't won't be. And that's, that's the good part here. So I'll wrap this up by saying this. Don't listen to all the chatter that's going on around you. So many people are going to tell you all, all these things you need to look for with this 1099K bill with all these different apps. I tell you, you know, don't worry about it. It's not absolutely the end of the world. If you're not running a business with these accounts, you can still freely use them just as you always have. Don't think that that anything's changed for you. This is this is strictly just for people that are running a business, kind of been tax, you know, evading taxes on some of this money that they're just getting transferred through these apps for goods and services. So biggest thing there, don't you don't get caught up in it. Don't worry too much about it. Uh, and know that that you will you will be fine as, as long as you're not running the business. Continue to use the apps. And as I stated, one of the best things you can do is just separate your business from your personal account, create two different accounts. And then the other thing is to just be very specific on what it is you're receiving or what it is you're sending money for. Now, if you are ready to take control of your finances, I am happy to tell you that I do offer financial coaching services. You can head over to thefinancialmirror.org and go ahead and hit book now in the middle of the screen and you will be on your way to scheduling a free consultation with me. We will get you sat down and understood what exactly your financial goals are and how I can best assist you to reach those financial goals. If you do want to show a little extra dose of support for the stream, head over to thefinancialmirror.org forward slash shop, pick you up some awesome, awesome financial mirror gear. All right. So if you were listening to this on a podcast, don't forget to hit subscribe five-star review, written comment, all of those go a long ways in helping get this information out there. I appreciate everyone for tuning in. I appreciate everyone for watching on Facebook, on YouTube. Go ahead and hit the like, the comment, the subscribe while you're at it. Until next week, continue improving the one thing you can control yourself. Peace. Well, that wraps up today's Financial Mirror. Join us next week as we continue to work on ourselves change our mentality and to commit to achieving the success we always envisioned regardless of your platform help us grow as a community please like subscribe and share with the people in your lives